Good evening, Monadnock region, and welcome back to the Space Lounge. This is, of course, GoMo tonight, and I am your host, Chris DiLoretto, here with Zoe Roten-Heinzman. And no Sam this week. Actually, we are recording this on Tuesday, January 18th, which is several days later than we should be for this week's show. Although we have a lot of faith in our sound lord and producer, Chad, um, that he may be able to turn this around in a couple of days, most likely. But because of the schedule change, of course, um, poor Sam um, w- wasn't wasn't able to to get in here. So, um, is he didn't, somewhere warm? Isn't he like he went to Texas? I, I think he's back now. Um, oh, okay. Yep, I actually ran into him at the at PES today for pickup. Um, he was behind me in his car picking up Liam. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so he's, he is back, um, but I don't, I don't know that he can do Tuesday nights. Um, so we will see Sam again when we do recording for next week in just two days, which is really kind of lovely. Um, so this week in the Monadnock region, our top story is absolutely nothing. There is nothing going on at all in the Monadnock region. Nothing. It, like zero, zero thing. I mean, we went digging. We went looking for stuff. Uh, absolutely fucking nothing. Um, we certainly anticipated that, um, you know, following the very exciting Halloween to, to New Year's season in the region, that there would definitely be kind of a downtick in like in activity in general. But uh I don't know if I would have predicted a week, a week or two like this, where it's just like, I mean, is this the lull before a storm or is, is this, uh, is this just the way it is right now? Like hashtag new normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's like the weather happened. I don't really want to talk about it. We all lived it. There's no reason to go there. I shoveled a lot. Um, but like weather plus, Omicron, you know, I don't yeah, know if people are, people are out and about to, to be doing things. I hope, and I, fortunately, I won't find out that this isn't true, but I suspect it isn't true. But my hope is that nobody listening to this program, when I said there's nothing going on, was like, oh, but what about the uptick in Omicron? Um, <laughs> I, like, I, I hope to God nobody thought that. Like, please, if you did think that. Seek assistance, uh, but not at the hospital because they will not take you. Um, <laughs> I only thought it because I I was think you know I had like events. yeah no you were digging no we we yeah. we, we, we had we had to dig down that's that's just you know yeah I know that wasn't obviously your natural thought um, or or inc- or inclination. Um, we could we could do a special Omicron episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, before our two-year retrospective on yes exactly. it'll be coming up in march two-year <laughs> retrospective replaying all the greatest hits of the last several several seasons of the covid show um i can't wait i can't wait for that that's going to be awesome um oh, it'll be boy. like a you know a, a clip show on your favorite 90s sitcom you know um <laughs> <laughs> except a lot less funny. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I might have to like, I don't know, 
be busy that night. <laughs> I mean, I'm a like I am a a real passionate hater of the laugh track, you know? Um but if the COVID sitcom had a laugh track, like it actually might have improved things. Um it was it's been it's been that it's been that poorly written. It's like like um, a surreal absurdist laugh track. I'm kind of into that. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean we would need there to be like some hysterical sounding laughs in there. You know what I mean? Like, like, a, little, like, like a little scream like, in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's the like the, there's like the baseline layer of like your regular laughs like you would hear in like full house or whatever, like ah you know, but then like over the top coming out of that, there's just a couple like people that you're like, Oh my God, is someone going to help that guy? You know, like, like, like what is up, man? You know? Uh, yeah, it'd be great. Um, it would, it would have been great if we had had that in our lives. Just constantly um, in the background. Yeah. Some of us may have. RIP Bob Saget. I didn't even mean to make a Bob Saget. I wasn't even referencing full house on purpose there actually. But, um, you know, I don't want to get into that really either because I don't have. There's, I don't know what we, we could really add to that conversation. But the okay, I will say I do though, have something to add. No, wait, well, go, you say. Like, I'm just. I'm. I'm not that I'm surprised because I don't know. I always thought Bob Saget was fine. Um, but like, man, like everybody really liked that guy. Like, and I don't mean like, um, like people like us, you know, because like somebody dies and like you know everybody pretends that they were a David Bowie fan their entire life and all this stuff. I don't take that seriously, you know, but it's like, yeah. like all the other famous people like posting these tributes that are like very personal and, and not, yeah. not just like, Oh yeah. Condolences to the family. Like Bob was a real professional and like a great dude. Like, no, these people are like, man, I would have trusted him with my life. You know, like, wow. he, like, Oh yeah. It's like serious stuff that people are like, yeah, like I considered him my best friend, like one of my best friends. He was always there for you. You never even ran into the guy in the street without walking away feeling better about your life and yourself. Like really, really like uh, extremely strong um, sentiments wow. here, um, which is is quite a tribute. It's quite a quite a testament. Yeah, for sure. So have you ever seen... Bob Saget in any other context besides like Full House or America's Funniest Home Videos? Like, did you ever watch his stand up? No, and I've always heard about that. But the only other, I, the answer is yes because I've seen him because um, he um, <laughs> he had cameoed in several episodes of Entourage um, back when that was a thing. Okay, um, and uh, but no, other than that, I've never seen his stand up. Oh my gosh! So I just you know I never really like cared about him. I, like I I liked full house as much as you can like it when it's like on and you're like seven yeah, or whatever we all liked it because you have to you know right like it's, that's yeah, like the show that you watch you, do, you know yeah but like, like i never do you know I mean, what's that fresh prince you know like that was like another one that was just like on oh yeah I, that one i don't know i never really watched that but um oh, i know what you mean but like i saw the aristocrats but that's like it's a famous movie oh, about yeah. like a dirty joke and like yeah, yeah. all these different comedians telling it and Bob Saget's version is like the nasty like it's a nasty joke it's a dirty yeah. joke no matter how tamely yeah. you tell it like that's right. the punchline right. that's the point his of is it. like yeah, yeah. the filthiest version and like that was the first time I had ever encountered his stand-up persona yeah. I've always heard that he's very filthy in stand-up very filthy and hilarious so like yeah. 
recommend if you if you're I saw some people like oh Bob Saget America's dad and I'm like that's not how I think of Bob Saget yeah, at this yeah. point. <laughs> but it's funny though because I guess he really was like Bob like America's dad. Like that's the funny thing is that he because I've always heard about this like really really raunchy stand up and but I guess as a dude he was really wholesome. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But I, I mean, recommend like, the raunchy stand up. Like complicate yeah, like, your complicate your uh vision of Bob Saget is my absolutely. recommendation. Yes, because and that's a great way to be human, isn't it? Yeah, you know? totally. I mean, yeah, I mean we should all we should we shouldn't all just be one thing, you know? Um and uh and I should say too, like uh, when I say wholesome, I mean like wholesome in a like, you know, he he liked cigars and whiskey kind of way, you know, like not not actually like conservative values wholesome just to be clear oh and i took it in like a a, a decent, a, yeah. A decent yeah, decency yeah decency yeah. i just want to be clear that it's a yeah it's a even the wholesomeness is not a like a white bread suburban protestant wholesomeness you know mm. which is good which is a positive thing i mean that in a good way um so but aside from deaths and disease <laughs> <laughs> the, the deaths are actually of which are happening out of the region and, and really don't have any connection here. Um, there's been a lot of discussion of unusual animal-based winter year. Maybe you could tell us a little something about that because I am not, <laughs> no, I'm, not hip, I'm not hip to the animal animal garb. And that's not because I'm a vegan. It's just because I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm the uh, ex vegan who is now like discovering all the animal products I missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I mean it's all it's my discussion because I'm cold. I'm a cold person and I'm outside a lot. And so that's like I'm trying to like find these solutions for uh, like living in in this chill land. Um Oh yeah, I wrote about I wrote about my camel hair tights which I bought my first pair of them like three, four years ago. And they're so they're like wool, but they're camel wool. And like mm. camel wool is apparently one of the warmest of the animal hairs, like something about the way that it's made. I don't know if I'm making that up. I feel like I read that at some point. I didn't like well, you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you. I'll take your word for it. But these tights are definitely the warmest tights. And so like people you know, will we'll kind of tease me a little bit because I'm always wearing a dress in the winter and they're all like, oh, you're so fancy. You're so dressed up. And like, that's like a, a piece of it for sure. Like I like to look nice for sure. Yeah. But I'm yeah. also very, very secretly warm because I almost 100% of the time I'm wearing my camel hair tights. I now have like a collection. <laughs> they're just like, they're so thick and warm. They're like warmer than any pants. Um, and even so, if I'm wearing jeans in the winter, I'm probably wearing them underneath. So can I just say though, that like, I know, so you've said that I have, obviously I've seen these camel hair tights on you before. And yeah, cause I wear I, them all the time. Yes. And I'm unaware of it. And obviously, so therefore I know that this isn't really what they're like, but when you, when I hear the phrase camel hair tights, I, I picture like, um, like camel colored leggings with like long, long shaggy 
hairs like covered in like a fur co- covered like yes. fur lined with like like long like stringy camely like <laughs> deserty kind of hairs like like you know they say um <laughs> and i've seen illustrations of this like john the baptist like supposedly wore like camel's hair clothes and like drank like ate honey and milk like a wild person and and that's and in the pictures he's always wearing something very stringy and shaggy. like yeah, like shaggy. But and he didn't like bother to weave his. Yeah, no weaving. Yeah, no, no, no. There was never any weaving in these illustrations. He just, like, and cut it off and glued it off. And poor John, I, you know, maybe he weaved, you know, and we're being unfair to him. But that's that's what I imagine. I know that's not the case. It would be a really funny thing to wear under a dress. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you had, if you had, I'm like, imagining like, like yellow-colored camel legs coming. Down. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like the fur is all like splayed out over your boots at the bottom and stuff. I mean, th- that probably would be pretty warm. It I, probably I, would be. I bought some fur too. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. I bought. I bought a beaver pelt on eBay. <laughs> on eBay for warm purposes. And when I hear beaver pelt, I think like, did you? Did you purchase this from the French fur traders along the Connecticut River by I, Fort Number Four? I think that the dude is in like Minnesota or something, but like basically, yeah, I don't think there's French fur traders over there anymore. But I, I, I think that this are. guy, like, he's an eBay fur trader. Like, that's his yeah. shop. Is like pelts of various <laughs> kinds. It's just like so. Are they his? They're his pelt. Like he goes, he goes and gets the beaver. <laughs> Here, like, okay. So here's the story. Here's the story of the beaver pelt. I have like this is a terrible confession. So I follow this blog of this mom who like does all kinds of outdoor stuff with her kids in Alaska, and she hates all the time, and, and it's really cold there. And so she was like talking up these like beaver hand warmers that you can buy, and they're just like a circle of fur, and it's like sixty dollars for a pair of them. And I'm like, I'm sure that those are like super nice and warm and everything, but like. It just seems like a bit much. I should could like go to the thrift store and like buy a coat and cut it up, you know? Um, so then today I was hiking with some friends on Pitcher Mountain and it was very windy and very cold. And we may have had a little potential brush with some toddler finger and toe frostbite. Mild. <laughs> it all as well. But I was like, what about these beaver things? I'm going to go see if I can just like buy one and cut it up. <laughs> So this is like my my do-it-yourself thing. I mean, and the reason that the other ones are $60 is because they're like ethically and sustainably produced by native peoples and all that. And I'm I'm sure that they sing the beavers their favorite songs beforehand. You know, they <laughs> so I was kind of joking that like, I don't know, like I don't know the circumstances under which this beaver perished and i hope that they were good because i didn't want to pay that many dollars for the guaranteed ethical beaver fur or whatever they 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 feed them a very humane poison that possibly causes no suffering but okay but how much does a whole beaver pelt cost if you don't mind my asking 45 dollars that's it. Okay, so you can get a whole ass oh, beaver. Yes, a and whole the ass guy, fucking beaver. 
the guy in the picture is holding it up and it's like you can't even see him it's like a giant i mean we'll see maybe he's holding it out you know that's a thing but it's yes it's more than wow. just two little mitten circles yeah and they yeah, make lots well, of mitten and, circles and, and, and honestly probably the mitten circles beyond the sustainability and the lack of stolen lands whatever else it, it, you know they're they are probably charging that because most people are not going to buy, go and look up the cost <laughs> of the pelt and buy it right yes. i mean i'm not i'm not afraid of like cutting into a little beaver fur yeah cuz let's let's be honest i mean like no shade <laughs> on the sustainability claims maybe they're real or maybe they bought a $45 pelt from you know jimbo in minnesota and you know, snip, 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 and, you know, sold 10 pieces of it for 65 bucks a piece, which, you know, this is America, man, you know, that's sure. That's shoot, like, go for it. Like, that's, that's great. But, for, you know, props to you for doing an end run around it. I mean, I, I have like a major cheapskate, you know, streak to me. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm past the point where I want to like make everything myself, but I yeah, feel like scissors good. on a beaver pelt, you know, you could do doesn't that. Seem like too much trouble. I, I think, I think you could handle that. Yeah. And I also feel that with a beaver pelt kind of thing, I don't know how much benefit you get out of it looking professional, right? No one's going to see it. It's like you hide the ugly warm stuff under your like, you know, you stick them in your mittens. You put, you like, they have ones that you like put under your hat. They have ones that you can like put on your belly or whatever. All right, look, but no, but I'm sorry. Like if I'm going to actually go outside, which I don't do in the winter time, uh, and wear the pelt, like I'm going to show that fucking thing off, man. Like oh, I want, you want I want like a I, cape. I want like, I want those cuffs, you know, I want, I want to, you know, I'm going to look good in my cuffs and, mm. And, you know, maybe like a neck warmer, you know, sort of a um, like uh, Jon Snow in Winterfell kind of thing. You know, uh, uh, okay. yeah, it's a, a capy, uh, like a beaver shawl. Well, um, so maybe maybe if the beaver pelt turns out nice, you can like I'll hook you up with Jimbo and you can like buy a fox and just like wear it. Yes. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I would do that. I would do that just as a, a, a fashion thing, I guess. And no, that's, but I, that's cool. Yeah, and in that circumstance, like I was saying, like I don't, I don't know that having it, um, like machine sewn or even hand sewn by a good sewer or whatever, really helps the look because we're talking about an animal pelt, right? And I want my, like I'm, I'm making a statement about how I have taken this out of the forest with me. Mm. You know. So you need, you need like, you need just a whole raccoon turned inside out on your arms, like the Abenaki that we, yeah no, that wasn't the Abenaki. That was the Wampanoag. Correct. Yes. But maybe yes. the Abenaki did that too, because they, it, I, I don't see why they wouldn't have. Um, it was one of the warmest things I've ever felt aside from camel hair tights. I tried mm, one of them on. At, uh, we, we saw this at Plymouth plantation. At Plymouth plantation. Uh, the they had a whole raccoon just like ends cut off fur turned inside out and it was like a winter sleeve garment that i sampled yeah yep so beaver pelt camel hair tights 
these are I'm gonna be warm opportunities to spice up your winter i suppose but the sad thing about the camel hair tights is that i was gonna get the link so we could put it in the show notes and like a lot of women that i've talked to over the years are like oh yeah that sounds great send me your camel hair tights link and you know i let people feel my feel my cozy legs and i buy them from ebay Mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of eBaying, only for my weird winter animal pelts, apparently. But I buy them from, like, this Russian shop on eBay. And, like, they were out of stock for years. And I found these. I found them again, and I bought, like, a bunch more pairs. And now I can't freaking find the shop again. Like, they're... Maybe they're, like, you know, nomadic camel hair traders, and they'll be back again in a few more years. Yep. At which time, I will hopefully remember to put the link somewhere for someone. Absolutely. And when you said link just now, I just want to share that it for a second there, I thought you were saying, cause you said, I almost, I almost got the link and I thought you were saying I almost got the links and I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Oh, links, links is endangered, man. You know, you, shouldn't be, you should, I mean, I, I'm sure that's luxurious. I'm sure a lynx pelt is very, very warm. I'm pretty sure that if you encounter a lynx, you Definitely shouldn't kill it and take it. Could be wrong. Even me, even you know, you know, I kind of can sometimes have a laissez-faire approach to this, but you know, let's not put the links around our around our necks. No. Um. I, I we've almost gotten into this several times on this program, and. I don't know if we've so much resisted so far, so much as it it just other things have have come up it, that that have distracted us or, or gotten in the way. But the idea of these kind of flashy animal fur type things um, really just reminds me of how poorly everybody looks in the winter. It's, it's one of the reasons that I hate it. You know, I don't like the cold. I don't like being in the cold. My Mediterranean skin does very poorly in the dry. I need humidity. Like I need, yeah, moisture in the air and warmth and not artificial heat coming from radiators. And like, it just makes me miserable. But on top of it all, everybody looks like shit. No offense, guys, but if you need to take offense to this to change your ways, then take offense because um, you don't look good. And it, a lot of it, th- there's, there's two factors at play here. One, and we'll set this aside. We'll come back to this one in a minute. But one is the general... New Hampshire reluctance to look good. It is a it is a generalized phenomenon as well. But number two, and this is the killer, and this is this is especially the killer among say people that we know, among say, you know, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into trouble for saying ageist things again. Um but it, it and they and they are very much along the same lines as the ageist things I said in the last episode. But um, you know, people who are still our age, who are still at least potentially attractive, uh, there's still hope 
for for some of us. <laughs> and it's it's not too late. Like we should not have given up yet. It's it's um, we have time. And there's this myth that and it, and you you hear it in different ways, right? You hear things like you know, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only the wrong clothes. Um, almost every word of that sentence is false. I it just I am so offended by that statement. So like deep in the core of my being, I am offended by the idea that there is no such thing as bad weather. Only bad clothes. Like only if you hate humanity. Is that a true statement? Like only if you absolutely loathe yourself deeply, is that, is that true? But people here really are, they do love humility. So it does fit. But uh, sometimes you also hear it just sort of phrased as, um, you know, dress for comfort, especially in the wintertime. Dress to be warm. Well, that's wrong. It turns out that's, that's incorrect. Now, if you're going up Pitcher Mountain with a bunch of kids pioneering your path through the snow, you should probably dress warm. And someone actually on Facebook yesterday or the day before got me to admit that it's okay to wear a puffer jacket if you're hiking in the woods. It's okay. They, they pack down really small. I mean, it makes sense for backpacking. Yeah. Full, and full confession, I wear I wear ski bibs when I'm hiking in the woods. The only time you'll catch me in an overall like garment. But oh, is that what's a ski bib? That's like the ski overalls. They're like insulated like, pants that like snow pants. Snow pants, but with the overalls. Oh They're yeah. not just oh, the okay. pants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just always I just call those snow pants. Okay. Um, that's acceptable if again if it's not acceptable on the street. You know, it's acceptable in the forest or on the sledding hill or the skiing hill or whatever. But yeah, guys, when you kind of go out and about in society, dress to look good. Don't dress for comfort. You're probably going to go from your warm car into like a warm shop or someplace or a warm house or a warm seat of government or something. It's 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 going to be warm in the places that you go in. So you don't need your your down puffer. Guys, puffer jackets are ugly. They're like the ugliest coat ever invented. My God. Like, I can just feel the weight of everyone from the past and everyone from the future looking through time at us, being like, God, why are they wearing that? Don't wear those. Wear a nice coat with buttons. Be a grown-up, like an adult, you know? Not... You're not a child anymore. You don't need to wear these things with freaking ribs on them. They look terrible, especially if you're young and you still have a chance to be good looking. Don't waste it. The other thing is if you have like a North Face, well, actually, if you have a North Face anything, throw it away. Throw it the fuck away. I don't ever want to see that logo again. It's terrible. You look bad in it. It doesn't look cool. Your sweatshirt looks awful. If you have a, but the worst is the fleece pullover with the zipper thing. That's, pajamas as far as i'm concerned that's literally pajamas you shouldn't you shouldn't go get the mail in that as far as i'm concerned uh it's terrible like if you're cotton or wool okay that's actually okay like i'm not saying this about pullovers in general fleece pullovers though fleece is pretty bad it's pretty bad it's pretty awful well didn't i didn't i tell you once that like thomas jefferson himself 
was like so appalled at the at the fashion sense of early Americans that he was like, you need to raise some merino sheep so you can make better coats. You did tell me that, and I love him all the more for it. Yeah. What a what a great what a great thought that he had. I've got I've got two layers of merino on right now, just carrying on the Jeffersonian legacy. I mean, I, I like them. I've become a bit of a convert to the merino begrudgingly over time. I've got that. I've got that wool shirt that you got, you hooked me up on. She's, she's got other dealers too. Um, she's got like a Norwegian or Latvian. Lithuanian. Lithuanian. Uh, wool, wool garment dealer that, that um, you know, she mails them like a box of euros and they send back um, the stuff, <laughs> the goods. And it, it like slips through customs somehow. And uh, mm. I'm, I'm making, I'm making most of that up, but the shirt is yeah, real. Did not, it did not slip through customs real. this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there a delay? Wasn't We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's ongoing um, situation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you have like an, you have like a missing order right now. No, no. I just like I owe some I owe some customs money. I didn't pay enough. Oh, really? Who do yeah. you pay? Well, like apparently I just ordered too much and so I owe I owe the US government. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. I'll take care of it. Yeah, it's probably not as bad as owing the IRS, is it? <laughs> I I don't know. Well, I I don't want to find out. I sh- I just need to take care of it. So. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, well, let me know if we need to start a GoFundMe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Save Zoe from the government. <laughs> but see, that's the thing is like, I I feel like there's a possibility by like hiding beaver fur in my nice looking clothes and like wearing secret warm tights. Agreed. That I can be comfortable and look good. I I hope I'm striking that balance. I think I, think I am. I think that you are a model for good winter fashion behavior. Thank you. I really I really do. You're you're heading in the right direction there. But yeah, I have a nice. I've got that wool. I have a bunch of wool socks now, and I I have been I have been wearing almost exclusive. Like it's to the point where I am wearing like exclusively wool socks like half the year. Um, which, I've gone to full year. I've gone to full year wool. I hike in wool shirts in the summer, and I wear like thinner, shorter wool socks in the summer if I wear socks because it's just a miracle fiber. I do. I do wear uh, the wool socks in the summer. I didn't own the wool shirt in the summertime mm. in the past. It's new, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll give it. I did wear it in the fall. We'll give it a try. I will say I'm still a tiny bit skeptical about the summer, but. Uh, like I was wearing it the other day and I got really hot at one point and yeah. I don't want, I don't want to feel like that. Well, see, um, I've got like, I've got like a tank top. So I, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. Shorter sleeves, but then you're just like, you're not just like grungy feeling or I, don't uh, know. No, I, I could see that. I'm just, I thought, I thought you were saying to wear the, the same one, like the same garment. Oh, you know, yeah. The I, same, don't, I don't do the long, this has long sleeves, you know? Yeah. Um, so I am going to try that though. I am going to try that, but I don't wear wool socks in the summertime. If I'm not hiking though, I just wear like cotton ankle socks. If I'm wearing socks at all and I'm not wearing like flip flops. Right. Uh, but I guess it depends. 
I guess it depends. But wool is good. Wool, wool can, wool can be your friend. Wool like, and fur. Get a little fox. Yes, wool, Get a fox wool instead of a pepper coat. Let's let's slowly move things in the right direction. Get a coat with buttons. You'll feel better in it. You will feel good. That's the thing. You might not feel as warm. You will feel better as a person, though. Man, you will you will your chin will be up as you walk down the sidewalk and into the post office and put your mask on. You will feel so proud. I swear to God. You mean as opposed it, to like a zipper? Or like yeah. a, as opposed to a pullover? Like Yeah, no, I mean I do. I mean I kind of mean as opposed to like I think and that's not to say that I guess it's true of men. If if a man is going to be wearing a nice looking winter coat, it has buttons. It has buttons. Mm. You you can wear an okay looking coat with a zipper if you're a guy, but a good looking coat and and I'm not even talking about a spring and fall jacket. Plenty of spring and fall jackets you can wear with a zipper. It's actually mm. fine. Winter coats with zippers for men are usually for warmth and not for looks. Gotcha. Women, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Actually, I I, I, I see and have seen decent looking long um, women's coats that have zippers. That said, though, a, you know, a, a, a slim like pea coat style uh, coat with buttons looks very good for women as well. Yeah. You can't mine, mine really go wrong with that style. And toggles, which I quite, I like. Mm. The toggles? Yeah, they're just, they're like the, the buttons, they're kind of like long buttons that kind of go through a loop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead okay. of a buttonhole, does that make sense? Yeah, they've never given me that option. I think you can get toggle coats for men. I like I'll it because I don't, I didn't want like the double-breasted peacoat. I wanted like a single Hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I I mean, I hear that. That's a, that's a stylistic choice. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would elevate the double breasted (laughs) in any, in any way, but so we're here to help you guys. We're here to promote culture and, and part of culture is how we dress and it's okay to dress like you're going in the woods or you're going to do some sort of manual labor when you're going in the woods or going to do some sort of manual labor. But grownups should have other clothes for town, for being in town. And especially these days when so much is so hard and we in some ways some some ways and sometimes it feels like we have so little to to do especially say so little um to get dressed up for mm-hmm. but i'm telling you it makes you feel better and it makes everybody looking at you feel better when you look good it's just a, it's it's a little way that you can make the world like be the change you wish to see in the world that's when i hear that i think I'm going to put on a fucking great coat today. (laughs) So that reminds me of something. Not a lot of controversy on the Peterborough Facebook page this week, but I do feel like one of the more exciting posts that I saw on Facebook, and admittedly I had a fairly light Facebook uh, long weekend there, but you you, um, 
caused a bit of a stir with your with your stance on high rise jeans. Oh yeah, I yeah I forgot about that. Um, well, it wasn't much of a stir. I would say ninety percent of the respondents were like hard agreement with me. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it was. I'm still getting like fan messages about it. Um, really? See, I must. I must have looked early, early in the post because I saw like a couple people being like, "No, what? You're crazy." Um, no, no, but no. It, so it was like the tide yeah, turned. Even, even those people chimed in like after it got like 15 likes and loves. You know what I mean? Like it, there was okay. there was a, okay. there was a, there was an immediate like recognition and agreement of this sentiment, followed by a couple of protests, but the vast, vast majority of the responses that I received from both men and women was yes, get rid of the high rise jeans, go back to um, the, the low rise jeans. So so what I want to know, what I want to know, what counts as a high rise gene and what counts as a low rise gene? Does it go over your belly button? Like it's over the belly button that is the high rise. Yes. And then what what counts as low rise? Well, that's that's up that's up for debate. So and and it's particularly up for debate now because the reason that this is a subject is because people are starting to report that high rise jeans are indeed coming back, which like I knew they would. God, I can't like like when I was a kid in the 90s and the high rise jeans went away. And I looked at all the fashion trends of the 20th century. High rise jeans from the 80s was probably the worst thing I've ever seen. It's it, it's it's the worst article of clothing made in the 20th century unless you're going back to the the days when like all pants were high waisted, right? Uh-huh. And it, like like I remember when I was a kid, if you talk to like a 70, somebody who was like in their 70s in the 90s, they would be like, ah, your, your waist is up here. And like, they, they li- I'm not even shitting you. Like they, they defined waist in a different place on your body right. than we define it now. Right. I swear to God. And so that was bad too, obviously. That didn't look good on men either. Um, but... Yeah, I, def- I definitely think of, you know, a grandfather, you know, yes. the jeans all the way up. All, all the way up. And, and and oftentimes with those types of grandfathers, too, you're talking slacks and not actual jeans, you know? Oh, yes. You're, Good point. Good point. You're, you're, you're talking dress pants, basically, yes. uh, that are that are going up basically to their pecs, like, the, which, is, <laughs> yes. um, which is real weird. But um, I don't know, like... <laughs> yeah so like the high-rise jeans thing it's like like you have a fly that unzips across your abdomen you know that it's 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 in the everything's in the wrong place like it doesn't (laughs) none of it makes sense and I know that there's people who think it makes them look better but I bet you those people don't look as bad in and and oh yeah and so so anyways so the, the what I didn't finish that thought though when it comes to the low rise jeans they're they're coming back in the style and part of what what some famous celebrities are doing is like they're like ultra low cut jeans um like you have to do a special um 
like a shave in order to wear them. You know, uh-huh. like they, they're 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 wearing like um like midriff bearing shirts and um pants that go down like real low, like well well below. Like they're not really even what I would consider low waisted because they go well below the waist. They're uh-huh. sub sub waisted jeans, <laughs> and I and that's not what I'm after. That's not what I'm encouraging here. You know, maybe yeah. there's famous people who can get away with that. Cool, I'm sure that's cool. Whatever, but uh. I'm talking about like the normal jeans that are, are, that that everybody wore when we were in high school in the nineties. See, the reason I'm asking, like I got sent home from my job when I was 16 because my pants were too low waisted. How low waisted were they? They were like nineties low waisted. Yeah. I think my boss was just a jerk. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. You know, they like it baffled me at the time. They looked normal to me, you know. And I'm even willing to concede you can go like you can go like maybe like an inch or two higher than than the 90s even and and, and have it look okay. I'm not even a, a purist here. I'm not I'm not even uh you know really strict on this on this subject. Uh they just they just shouldn't they just shouldn't be way up here. They, they just, should they, they, like no touching the belly button, in your opinion. A solid inch or two below the belly button is okay. where they should land. I mean, that's where my pants go. <laughs> you know, and I'm not like showing off my ass crack to my knowledge. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> think I'm being immodest or something. And you know, for the people who are like, well, you know, they're only for like super skinny people like, well, you know, I'm not actually that super skinny in my approaching middle age. So I, and I still don't feel the need to, to cover my, my little gut with my pants. Um, because that doesn't help. <laughs> I don't, you know, that, why would that help me? That would, I would just look weird. Right. And then I would have a giant fly that, um, that I could like, I could expose <laughs> my belly button through. And that yeah. doesn't make sense. That doesn't, that's just, yeah. it just, it doesn't look good. It doesn't, it's not fun. I don't know. It's bad. It's bad. It's funny. And yeah. So, I, mean, I, don't, I, yeah, I have, di- I have different genes that hit me in different places and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to follow the Christy Loretta rules of genes. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen you in anything obscenely high-waisted though. I have uh, one of my favorite pairs hits my belly button. That's as high as I would go though. I I wouldn't do like, but it's like, you know, it's solidly like three inches below my ribs. Like I still have like Mm. waist. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Mostly I like those because they're flares and it's really hard to find flares that are not cropped flares, which is that is my least favorite fashion trend that has ever existed. What's a cropped flare. So imagine like, a capri pant, mm-hmm. but then put a flare leg on it. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't know that's that existed. A, oh my God. That is that a, a big thing. And it is so hideous to me. Yeah. I don't like that. No. So when I found regular flares, I was like, I'm buying these. That's I don't not care good, if they're high waisted. <laughs> that's not, that is not a good uh, choice either. And look, Jeans are not quite as cut and dried as jackets. Like puffer jackets are ugly on everybody. Okay. But jeans, there is a, and and this is kind of the problem with jean trends when everyone feels like they have to, or in some cases, everyone does have to start wearing the same cuts of jeans because they stop selling the other kinds. And, and that, 
and that is is what sucks. But jeans are a personal thing, and finding a even for a guy, a lot of dudes don't know this, but like even for a guy, it it does take a little bit of looking to like find the brand or the cut or fit of jeans that that suits you the best. And there are some that will suit you better than others, and that's true of everybody and every body type. And I understand that, and it's. But nobody's jeans should go over their belly button. Shouldn't be. Just shouldn't be. But that is a great time. Now that um, now, typically we we would not um, we would not do this for an ad this late in the program. We we have somehow in our in our week of no stories in our our in depth fashion discussion, (laughs) we've gone forty five minutes here. But I do want to take a moment today to plug a new band. It's a new cover band, and it's fronted by our sound lord and producer, Chad Patterson, also of Studio 117, studio117.net, not.com. But it's called Down by 10. And this is Chad and a couple of other guys. This is a real basic setup. I'm going to, I'm going to read from their page. This, you know, they've got, they've, they've got some catchy taglines, so I'm not even going to try to invent my own here, but their songs, you know, music you can dance to New Hampshire based cover band playing rock and roll from the sixties through the two thousands professional equipment, professional quality and professional attitudes. It goes on. If down by 10, we're a fortune 500 company. We might say that we've got over 80 years of music experience between us, but since we're not, all we'll say is that we've all been playing music since we were kids and that some of us were kids less recently than others. If you are looking for big hair, big egos, and big talent, then you'll have to settle for John's epic beard, humble dudes, and big talent instead. Um, and their, their goal is to give guests and patrons an awesome musical experience. So these guys are there; are they're out for hire. They're they're for hire for your party, for your work function, for your bar mitzvah. Um, what are some other uh, other functions that you birthday? Would- did you say birthday? I mean, I said party generally, but definitely okay. for a birthday. Absolutely for a birthday. Your your barbecue, your tiki party. Anything. Your Candlemas bonfire. Your Candlemas bonfire. Exactly. All of these things down by 10. We've got Julio Mambro on bass, John McIsaac on drums, Matt Katimi on guitar, and of course on lead vocals and guitar, our good buddy Chad Patterson. Um, so they're out there. They're looking to get gigs. They're getting gigs already. They're playing at Sweet Sadie's Benefit Concert in Lynn, Massachusetts on Saturday, February 19th, if you'd like to catch a preview. But we're going to go ahead and link to their Facebook page in the show notes. We encourage you to check them out, look them out, affordable rates. They're, they're looking to help you party and to have a good time. It doesn't say anything on here specifically about like yacht rock, but I bet you they can do yacht rock. So if that's kind of your thing, if you want to, if you want to really plan like a, um, a Steely Dan, Kenny Loggins themed party, I bet you they could accommodate that. I, I bet you we could do boat shoes and, and little captain's hats and, and all that kind of thing. And, and they would be able to fit your mood. These guys are versatile, they're hungry, they're out there looking to play, and they're looking to play for you. So this episode is sponsored by Down By 10. If you would like to sponsor this program and to have your band or your service or your product 
or business featured with the soothing tones of my voice after a rousing discussion on camel-haired thighs and <laughs> beaver-pelted waists. Um, reach out to us. Reach out to, in fact, Sam is your point of contact. Sam at monadnockunderground.com. He can hook you up with the ads. And we do apologize down by 10. Didn't realize this much of the show had gone by. Typically, your ad is going to run at the, uh, the, the front of the program. But that being said, with this kind of listenership that we have, everybody's still listening because, as I've said before, you get to a point when you kind of just get started with one of these episodes and you start getting worried that if you turn it off, Chris might say something crazy and you're going to miss it. And nobody wants that. People know that the, the crazy thing could even come out in the middle of your ad. So they're not going to skip your ad. So this is a way to get yourself heard. But definitely check out Down by 10. We were going to talk about uh, uh, some new legal stuff that's being filed, but I think we'll save that for Thursday since we're almost at time here. But I do think, despite the fact that there was nothing actually interesting in the paper, there is at least one thing that Zoe was able to find with her still extant subscription that um, is worth commenting on, at the very least. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know I love diving into the police log for all kinds of animal hijinks and crazy grandpas. Um, I noticed the Peterborough police log was published on last Thursday. Um, and I noticed kind of a pattern. One, one person called the police to report that there was a car parked at the Miller state park parking lot in the same spot that they had noticed it, you know, 10 days before called the police turns out that that there was a guy doing a radio show in his van i if that guy listens to our show i'd love to know who it is me too very please, interested please, please reach out yeah contact info in the show notes um then somebody called the police the very next day because they saw someone pick up a kid at dunkin donuts and then they didn't drive in the direction of school so they called the cops, just, you know, someone's some, going somewhere with a child. We've got some school. amateur citizens truant officers here. <laughs> I go many places with my children that are not school. I hope no one calls the police. Um, well, if you go to Dunkin' Donuts first, watch out. <laughs> They're going to be like, I saw that mom heading for Jaffrey. <laughs> Yes, is the other way. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then the very next day, these were three days in a row. I' curious if it's the same person, just a little like vigilante, you know. I mean, I guess at least they were calling the cops and not trying to like take matters into their own hands. Sure, you know, small blessings. I, I guess we're we're being charitable. Let's let's give them that. I suppose <laughs> we'll give them that. Yeah. Um. Somebody called the cops because. They saw an intoxicated man leave a restaurant and get into the passenger seat of a truck. <laughs> you guys know you're allowed to do that, right? Like you can you can get a ride when you're drunk. In fact, there there are there are some out there who would encourage you to to do to get into the passenger side of the car when you're intoxicated. <laughs> what was the guy supposed to do? Stay there indefinitely? Like. <laughs> 
What do you think they have a cot in the back for people who are too drunk to be a passenger? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's, there's not much going on, but we don't, we also don't need to like create, create these little mini dramas by calling the police on everyone who's not doing what exactly what you imagine they ought to be doing. Guys, like mind your goddamn business. That was, I, I mean, I can't fucking believe that I'm, I'm here now and I'm 37 and I have to always be like when I was a kid, but I am that guy now. And so I, I, I tend to embrace who I am rather than fight it. And it, I don't know, maybe it was where I grew up. Maybe it was the nineties. I'm not sure, but like dead serious. When I was a kid, like mind your own business was a virtue. Like it was a thing that parents said to their children that people said to one another that, and it was an effective argument. People be like, Oh yeah, you're right. I am supposed to mind my own goddamn business. Um, so as a, as a transplant an admitted transplant, to this region, like most people, let's be honest. I don't know if this is a if this is a New Hampshire thing, if this is a Monadnock region thing. It's not somebody's gonna respond and say that it's a small town thing. I grew up in a small town where we talked all the time about the importance of minding your own goddamn business. This was a serious thing. Like minding your own business was more important than saving someone or or from from your imagined travails well that's Um, the thing like there's no there's no indication that this child was like screaming and refusing to get in the car and someone you know tossed them into the trunk you know the guy like no one was doing anything it was like someone made up a story yeah so in all three of these cases so you know like there's people who work at miller state park if a car had been parked there for 10 days there are like, there, are, there are professionals to handle the parking situation at Miller State Park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know everybody says, like, see something, say something, but let me just offer up a little piece of good advice to wrap things up in this program, which is that sometimes, a lot of the time, probably like somewhere around. of the time, when you see something, you should walk away. That's our program for this incredibly boring week in the middle of January. I hope nonetheless that we entertained and cajoled you along in our typical spirit here in the Space Lounge. We will be back next week with an episode that we are going to record in just two days with our good friend, Sam back in the hosting studio slash space lounge. We also um, are in talks to uh, hopefully have some, some guests coming on uh, probably some uh, that I shouldn't mention just yet, but we are, are actually hoping to talk to somebody. Um, this is a little bit further along in the discussion from prep, um, which is not the AIDS cocktail. It is the um, Peterborough organization that is uh, aiming to, uh, Make a reality the ballot proposition that we voted on last year, the year before, to make Peterborough fully carbon neutral or fossil fuel free by 2030 or something like that. Um, yeah. I, I I believe uh, that's part of why we'll we'll get somebody from this organization on so that we can talk through some of these details 
and and really understand what they're going. But they actually reached out to us, and I think that that would be a a phenomenal conversation for us and and for you, the listeners. So. Uh, cool, exciting things to come. Cool. And in the meantime, uh, like if you have a great winter outfit, you you feel would meet our our standards. Hashtag GoMo Fashion. Post that on Facebook. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And if you're feeling bashful, just send it to us in a direct message. We'll figure out what to do with it. All right. Uh, that's our show this week. Thank you all for joining us here in the Space Lounge. Until we meet one more time, remember take good advice. Hopefully mine, but in general, take good advice. Thank you.